Hey, hey, Tasers, just to let you know, I enjoyed recording this episode, but as I look back, for some reason, um, Anchor wasn't on my side this time. Anchor FM is the recording device that I use to record my podcast, and there seems to be a glitch in the first maybe 10 minutes of the episode, so please ignore the glitch. You know what I'm getting at for the most part. Not for the most part. Overall, with this entire episode, this is good shit. Again, I apologize for the glitch. For anyone wondering, I am aware of the glitch. I am aware of the glitch. Tasters, we have a problem. There is a glitch. There is a glitch. I apologize. But still, enjoy. Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Ladies, have you experienced an urge to give your keys to your men that you are not married to or actually involved with? Have you noticed that your finances are decreasing while your food bill is increasing? Have your trash cans been overflowing? Are there things around your house left undone? Have you noticed that there is more funk in your atmosphere at home than usual? Then ladies, you may be suffering from seasonal bum-ass mistreatment disorder. Listen to this episode in its entirety to find out how to avoid this issue. And fight it once it reaches your door. <laughs> now, how's that for an ad? Hey, tasters, welcome to another Tasty Topic Tuesday. And yes, I'm going in. Cuffing season is upon us. Yeah, cuffing season. That's what they talk about. And I had to drop that, uh, that little, I guess you would call it a PSA on ad for treatment. For what I feel is a phantom ailment, I keep seeing um, all of these posts about cuffing season. But before I go there, let's talk about my mentals. Mentally, I'm in a good space because um, it's my vacation week. And I'm using this week to get my mind together. Uh, It's a staycation. This is a week that I'm not doing anything that I don't want to do. I was talking to you or in the last episode about it, Tasters, that I've been experiencing anxiety and feeling like I'm really running this race or everything that I'm doing is against the clock and I don't like the way that. So I'm going to spend this week doing absolutely nothing. If it doesn't involve dinner, drinks, appetizers, brunch, drinks, appetizers, I'm not interested. I'm not interested at all. I am going to stay indoors and do nothing except answer my phone and again, eat good. And let's talk about appetizers. Speaking of food, you know what? I came across some really 
delicious frozen goodies. Oh, I love when I buy something frozen, expecting that it's just going to taste basic and it ends up being fucking delicious. But anyway, I went to the supermarket Sunday morning after work. This was yesterday morning and I grabbed a box, two boxes of empanadas because they just look good. It was by a brand called Lafe. And Lafe is under that Grace Foods brand. Here go the helicopters, tasters. Look, I'm big girl in the city. Know how it goes. So, you know, I'm trying to do my shit. And here go the helicopters. I don't have soundproofing in my home. Well, anyway, I bought two boxes of empanadas by a brand called Lafe. Under that Grace Foods product distribution. Well, anyway, when I tell you phenomenal so I bought the spinach and cheese and the chicken. The spinach and cheese was superb. For a frozen panada, it actually tasted like empanadas fresh from a rest. Like you would never believe that these were pre-frozen and boxed. That's how good they were. And I didn't even deep fry these. What I did was I put them in the oven on 400 for a few minutes, about 15 minutes on 400. Freaking delicious. And I made my own little dipping sauce. There's this restaurant that I went to a few weeks ago with one of my homeboys. And yeah, I'm going to blow them up. It was Lama from Views of an X after we did Heart of Soft Podcast because we were hungry. And we went to a restaurant that served empanadas with this delicious dipping sauce. And we asked the waitress, what is it that you make this sauce with? You know, the waitress said the dipping sauce was made out of ketchup, mayo, and that's it. So I experimented. I did ketchup and mayo with a shot of Tabasco sauce. Delicious. So that's what I had on the side of my chicken empanada. Now my spinach and cheese empanada, I used regular marinara sauce to dip in. And that was good too. So yeah, um, that's my greedy appetizer. But yeah, let's talk about, um, and, oh, my mentals. Like I said, I'm going to enjoy my week off. There it goes. Ain't no long story for short. So I've been seeing... In this month of October, during spooky season, several posts directing women to be careful during this cuffing season. You know, it's October. Beware, ladies. Don't give these niggas keys to your home. Hide your hide your apartments or hide out in your apartments or whatever the shit is. Don't let them in. And I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is that about? Like, why why are we hiding from men because it's cuffing season? And why are we giving out keys to men because it's cuffing season? Is that what it does? Is that is it like some kind of virus in the air that makes women just want to do things for men when it's cold that you wouldn't normally do when it's nice outside? <laughs> I'm real fucking curious because they keep blaming the men for being bums. Don't let these bums in your house during cuffing season. It's cold outside. They're looking for somewhere to stay. So here's my question, tasters. Where were these men staying before it got cool outside? Because it's not exactly cold yet. It's only October. But where were they staying? Were they sleeping on park benches? But were they just living from pillar to post, staying with different women every night? And I just want to know from my tasters who've experienced this, what would make you as a woman allow a man to do that to you because it's cool outside? When I say do that to you, 
just give some man a key because apparently that's what's going on. Men are just asking, can I stay with you for the winter or can I get a key because it's cool outside? And yeah, I am judging because I've not experienced that. Anytime I had a living situation with a man, it wasn't because of no um, cuffing season. It wasn't no, uh, could I stay with you temporarily until I get on my feet? No, that's a no. So I'm like grappling with the title for this episode, but I'm thinking of calling it um, the seasonal bum ass mistreatment disorder episode because apparently... Being mistreated by men for certain women is a seasonal thing. Again, I ask, where were these men before they came to lay up with you from how long is cuffing season? October through, let's say spring. When does spring drop? April, May. So from October to May, you are opening your doors, your legs, and your hearts to being treated like crap, trash by men and being used and abused. Because it's cold outside. What a shame. What a damn shame. And honestly, the things that I hear, it's like, what's going on when these men come to lay up with you for the season? Again, since mistreatment is seasonal. So they just eating up your food, you know, drinking up your liquor, not helping to pay the bills, not doing anything for the house. Because all I'm hearing are cons. Now, I'm telling you, the way I'm reading these posts, um, make sure you hide your, ke- your keys. Let it lock your doors. Don't let them in. It's like, it's spooky season for real. Look, that's what I need to call this episode. Look, spooky cuffing season. Because you shouldn't be scared and on the run from men. Because of a change in seasons. I, I don't believe that. And I, I'm... I, ref- I, I can't wrap my mind around it. Like I said, I am being judgmental because I know what makes sense to me. And just allowing yourself to be treated like garbage because it's cold outside makes zero sense to me. But then you know what? I got to look at it like this. I know that the winter season does bring the need for warmth, for comfort, companionship. And I can understand that. But after you all warm and cozy and you done felt companionated. <laughs> I know that's not a word. Um, Why can't they go home? And how about this? If they don't have a home to go to, you shouldn't feel any warmth or comfort from men of that caliber anyway. Like I, at my age, 45 years old, I can't even imagine getting myself involved with a man who is desperate and in need of a place to stay at this point. It ain't that much need and company and companionship in the world. Just allowing some man to just lay up with you because he had no place to stay. I'm just looking at all of the cons, but what are the pros? Like, I need to know from my lady tasters who experienced this seasonal bum-ass mistreatment disorder. What about when it's not mistreatment? Is it ever good? Have any of my tasters ever opened their home to a man during cuffing season or given up a key and it turned out to be for the best? Like, did this man become the gentleman or the lover that you needed? Was it like Steve Harvey said in his book years ago, Think Like a Man? You know what? He might not be making a bunch of money, but he's taking out the trash, 
doing the cooking, the cleaning, mowing the lawn, and trimming the hedges, and fixing the shutters, and painting, and all the other stuff. Like, is he doing all the home repairs? Are you coming home to get bath water already being run? Or he's laid out fresh towels and made the beds? Because uh, that's what's going on with a man during cuffing season that you gave your keys to. I ain't exactly opposed to that. I'm still opposed to the reason that he needs a place to stay is because his finances finances are out of order. Yeah, that that doesn't really sit well with me. Because I'm afraid of men who are on the losing end of life financially. Because I've learned that with financial woes, there's a lot of shit that comes with that. Men don't generally feel good about themselves when they don't make decent money. And I'm putting it on men because as women, I don't think we go through it as much. I feel like the only time we really go through a financial struggle where it fucks with us is when our bills can't get paid. But as a woman, as long as the bills are paid, I would say a lot of us are content for the most part. But men, when their finances are out of order, they are out of order just all together. The bills ain't paid. They're probably not driving. Or if they are driving, they're crying because they can't afford the note and the insurance. Like, why would you want a man living in your home who is just so stressed out financially that, again, he couldn't even afford his own place to live. And now he's bringing his financial burdens with you. And I also felt like this. When I see these posts about hide your keys and all of this, I thought that living together should be a blessing. Like, isn't two supposed to be better than one? What they said, two heads is better than one. We're going to make this happen together. Why are we allowing men to come and stay with us that just aren't contributing anything? Like, what is the point? Like, I'm not even mad at the halves out here. You know, you got these women, this this new class of women who feel that 50% ain't nothing. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Tastes. 50% beats a blank. Because I have definitely experienced a living situation where a man was giving up his half. Yes. And then we split certain other bills. Yeah, pay half my damn rent. And then the light bill is on me. The cable is on you. The gas is on me. Yeah, we did that. The groceries is on you this week. The groceries is on me next week. I don't have a problem with that. You know, that's another tasty topic for another day. Because I promise you, even with a man helping you with half, it beats a man helping you with none. And that's what I'm trying to figure. What is it that goes on, again, during the cooler months that would make you allow a man into your home to live this way and to I guess everybody's miserable because these are some miserable ass posts like why would you accept that type of misery in your life and oh I'm also going to reach out to my tasters the ladies during this domestic violence awareness month beware of allowing men to just lay up in your homes like that because one thing that you will experience if you're not careful. When you get sick of these men and you are brave enough to put them out and ask them to leave, every man ain't gonna go quietly. Some men leave in anger. You got men that will leave your door in a violent rage if you're not careful. So ladies, just 
I just pray again for our discernment that we become better at vetting, you know, these candidates for love. Because I don't think everybody's looking for a long-term relationship or to actually be in love. Sometimes we're just looking for lovers. And lovers don't always need to be living with us. They don't all need keys to our homes. But if we do choose to do that, look, giving our keys and letting them in, just make sure again that he is properly vetted you have to find out like do you have any history of wild crazy behavior in your background like instead of asking men if they single and got baby mothers and and women that think they are the baby mother or women that think that they're the girlfriend ask real questions like have you ever been arrested before you ever hit a woman before what you think about putting your hands on a woman you'd be surprised at some of the honesty you get i've asked men how do you feel about hitting a woman? And I've had some of the wildest, like, answers, like, shit. I've had men tell me, well, shit, if you can stand in my face and hit, then you can take a hit. You need to know that a man feels like this. You need to ask men, what do you think about yelling and screaming and cursing? The reason why I started asking questions like that or telling men I don't accept that is because of the experiences that I've had in my life, in my dating life when I was younger, dating men who felt that it was okay to raise their voice and curse at me. And I have, I'm so proud of myself because in the last few years, that's something I don't deal with. I tell men to their faces, I didn't grow up in a household where the men yelled at the girls. My grandfather wasn't a yelling and screaming. Neither was my father. Neither were any of my uncles. None of my male cousins. You just didn't wake up flying up in women's faces yelling and screaming at them. So if I didn't accept that or go through that in my childhood and as I was being raised around good males, why would I accept that type of verbal abuse in my life as I'm dating? I won't accept it. So, yeah, I feel like these are the questions that need to be asked. And again, with the finances, like I know that nobody's perfect. People go through things, but I feel like to me, there should be a cutoff age. Oh, God, people will probably say I'm being judgmental. I don't give a fuck. There's got to be a cutoff age for men still going back and forth between careers. Like, I feel, honestly, if you ain't got your shit together, and I'm not talking about extra money, earning, you know, extra bread through hustles and shit. Hustle all your life if you have to. That's your business. But your main career that you retire from, that you collecting a pension and benefits, for me, if you 30, 35 years old, and you haven't found that yet, then you won't find your way to me. And you certainly won't find your way into my home during cuffing season or any season for that matter you know what it's really a scary thing and I guess I could throw a little celebrity twist into it you know we are all aware because I mentioned this in the last episode about Tia Mowry the twin being going through a divorce proceeding from her husband of 14 years Corey Hardrick and I said I had my own theory on that and I do I don't know if they hooked up during cuffing season, but I remember him mentioning in their relationship during some interview or some show that he loved Tia Mowry because she loved him 
when he showed up in town, whatever town that was, it could have been L.A., could have been New York, could have been Chicago, I don't know. But when he showed up in town, all he had was the money in his pocket and two pairs of drawers. And it wasn't in jest that he was saying this. He meant this. And he felt very good about that. He felt so happy to say that he found a woman that loved him through that. Well, apparently love wasn't enough because they're not together anymore. I just feel like as women, we do ourselves a grand disservice taking on men's financial burdens and letting them live in our house. And then you got men that say, well, men do it all the time. We, t- y'all, you know what I'm saying? is Niggas be taking care of bitches, letting them live with us. But that's still very rare. I got to be real with you. I know quite a few people. As small as my circle is, it, it's still pretty big. How can I explain it? My close friend circle is small. But just in general, I know a lot of people. I come across a lot of people. I follow a lot of people on Instagram. They follow me. I got friends on Facebook, friends in passing, co-workers. And the majority of women that I know are not laying up with men and being taken taken care of by men. I actually feel like that's an ugly myth. The mythology of women who don't have their stuff together just laying up and being supported by men. Where are these women? Because I don't know none. And then you'll have men saying, well, the government take care. You don't tell me about what the government does because as a woman, you still had to make that happen. You still had to go downtown, fill out paperwork, make sure that you were able to keep a roof over you and and the bum ass niggas head and your kids head or whatever the case may be. But again, as I was saying, I know I'm going off on a tangent. You shouldn't be allowing men into your life that don't have their financial houses in order. I'm not talking about being wealthy. Everybody's not going to be rich. Everybody is not going to be these kings building empires. But if you can't at least help me with rent and bills, I don't need you in my house. Again, not during cuffing season or any fucking season. So ladies, the post, they're funny, but they're sad at the same time. Because when I see the comments underneath these posts, it's like, wow. Women are really going through this shit. This is what's happening during cuffing season. Men are just popping up asking, can they come stay and need a place to live? And it's going down. And it shouldn't be going down. It needs to be going away. <laughs> but anyway, I like I said, Tasters, I refuse to believe that mistreatment is seasonal. I think that as women, we often do a lot of bullshit out of loneliness And when it's cold outside, we want company. And again, have your company. Have the sex. Have the the fun. And send this motherfucker home. And again, regarding seasonal bum-ass mistreatment disorder, the biggest mistreatment in the world that a woman can endure with a man, again, is domestic abuse. And in this month, please be careful watch yourselves lady it's ladies especially my ladies tasters with children because one thing i have noticed about seasonal bum ass mistreatment disorder it's not only um single women who are affected it's women with children who are raising children by themselves single mothers and that shouldn't be happening at all You have to be very careful about who you allow into your home and give keys to around 
your children. I can't stress this enough. The stories that I hear, the articles that I'm reading. I just read an article a few days ago about a young man, 23 years old, young black man who was arrested because he was watching his girlfriend's one-year-old daughter while she was at work. Look, bum ass shit. She's at work. You're 23 laying up in this woman's house. And he was angry because the baby wouldn't stop crying. And he took boiling water and he poured it into this baby's mouth. I couldn't believe what the fuck I was reading. And that's the shit I'm talking about with vetting men. I just can't believe that this was just a good dude and he looked like a great guy and you believed in him and that he just did something so horrible out of nowhere. I don't even know this young man's name. I'll I'll have to look up the article again because I'm going to put him on blast. And I saw his picture and all I can say is that nigga wouldn't have been around my baby. He wouldn't have been watching my one-year-old. So yeah, during Domestic Violence Awareness Month, ladies, stay aware and protect yourselves and please keep these motherfucking men away from your kids. Or it ain't just men anymore. If you're in a I remember years ago seeing a situation where it was two women from this this community. That's what we got to call it now. From the alphabet community that were living in the house together. And one of the women in uh, that was in the relationship had a daughter and they brought harm to the daughter. She died in their hands under their abuse. Like, I, you just can't have anybody around your kids. I don't care what time of the year it is. I don't care what you're going through. Don't put your kids through it. And I guess that's about all that I have to say about cuffing season and seasonal bum ass mistreatment disorder you know every episode of tasty top picks is not going to be long-winded you know it's not always going to be a four-course meal but i definitely am going to bring you content so what did you think about today's topic tasters you can let me know at mizironbox at gmail.com that's m-i-z-i-r-o-n-b-o-x at gmail.com and oh i got some goodies coming up There is a listener who sent me a list of topics that she would love for me to touch on during an episode. And I'm going to have some fun with that. When I do the episode, I'm going to shout her out and you're going to get to listen to the thing. She chose some pretty juicy topics too. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to being on the Patreon. Stay tuned with my boy Llama from Views of an X. I am sitting down with him this week. And again, we are doing an episode for the Patreon. So anyway, oh, you know what I did want to say, ladies? During this cuffing season, instead of making everything about love and romance, even though I know we love it, it's getting cold outside and we all want some romance and companionship. Don't forget your girlfriends. There's a lot of activities that can be done indoors with your friends. Like, you know what I wanted to do, Tasters, for the longest? And I let work and life get in the way of me doing this. I want to have a get-together. I used to have some of the most lit get-togethers. For any Tasters that know Stella that have experienced my get-togethers, can you please pass the word about me? So anyway, I had an idea. 
I've got several beautiful shot glasses in my house because wherever I travel to, I make sure to grab a set of, I used to just get two, but now I do four. I've got sets of shot glasses from Jamaica to Bahamas, Trinidad, Africa, Spain, the Caymans, etc., etc., even Miami. And I wanted to have a shot party at my house one night. I wanted to have a get-together when it's cold where we got games. And I got, you know, I want to have, like, mixed drinks, like, make a big rum punch or something, you know, really, really strong with some Ray and Nephew in it. And just have, like, shots of the tequila or whatever everybody drinks. I want to have the glasses out real clean and shiny and glistening with liquor for everybody to do shots so we can put these glasses to use but I was mentioning that because like I said winter time doesn't just have to be about love and sex and loneliness and craving men ah have fun with your girlfriends I was listening to the radio the other night which is something that I rarely do anymore but the car that I'm driving right now while my car is still in the shop doesn't have a bluetooth so the DJ on one of these radio stations could have been BLS could have been Hot 97 he was going in playing all of my girl our good sus Mary J Blige's greatest hits he was taking requests from listeners and he said you know what damn Mary's got some songs and I'm thinking to myself, nigga, some songs. That is the great Mary J. Blige. She is my queen bee. Tasters, I can remember. Picture it. Brooklyn, 2011. Red Hook Projects. It was a rainy night in spring. And it was a group of friends hanging out. Smoking, drinking, letting some CDs play. Just shooting the breeze anyway tasters i did this one night with my girls we was in red hook again it was about 2011 or so and for some reason we just put on mary and we just let her play somebody just had i think it might have been a mixed cd and they was like oh shit fuck it let's just play all mary when i tell you one of the greatest nights i've had like on a ladies night an impromptu ladies night with the girls Mary brought out so much emotion. I'm talking about as soon as Mary starts singing, like when we put on I'm Going Down, even though you know all of us older tasters, yes, I know that's a remake. We know that Rose Royce originated the song, but Mary killed. It's like as soon as Mary started singing, one of my girls just started letting it out. It was like, oh my God, I can remember this song came out and they gave my baby father all of these years and the pen and then um, just all her hits. Like, I think the one that made me cry is Be Happy. That was my emotional song. That whole CD got me through high school because I was an emotional mess when Mary dropped that whole album and I just wanted to hear Be Happy. Um, Just again, Mary has so many hits and we was just drinking so much and smoking so much and just enjoying Mary. And that was a good night. Honestly, the shit was fucking cathartic. Sitting and listening to Mary J. Blige. I'm talking about just soon as her voice come on. Look, every day. Oh my God. When Mary says every day, it's like you can bring, she brought back memories. Almost every song that we spend out from Mary J. Blige, 
there was a history behind that song. And we just wanted to hear more. So, yeah, lady tasters, have a ladies night with your friends. Fuck these niggas. Keep them out your house. Listen to the post. Don't become a victim of seasonal bum-ass mistreatment disorder. Enjoy your life. And I guess I could leave you with a... I know you fucking lying. I got a confession. It's not even a, a confession. Like I said, there's a lot of lessons that I've learned and a lot of shit that I accepted in my younger years that I would never, ever, ever accept today. So here's I know you fucking lying for your ass. So when I first um, really moved out on my own into my second apartment, my first apartment I only had for weeks. That's another tasty topic. Again, another day. That wasn't even a tasty. That was a bad taste in my mouth episode that we'll talk about maybe, I guess. Well, anyway, it was my second apartment. And this time, this was home. And as soon as I moved in, I ran into this cat that used to try to holler at me when I would see him in passing. And he was so pretty. I just thought that he was just too pretty to be true. Honestly, look, come on. This is New York City. You know New York City is full of these men from the Caribbean. And I got to shout you out. Forget the um red-eyed Jamaicans on the beach. Let's talk about how good-looking a lot of these men from the Caribbean are. Well, this man was from Trinidad. Again, you know, they would call him a coolie. Had beautiful, long, silky hair down his back. Long eyelashes. Just looked like a, like a walking doll. He just didn't look real. And this man was so into me. And honestly, I was mesmerized by looks alone. And I don't know how he and I got caught up in each other. I think I saw him in passing when I was moving. He saw me in a discount store buying cleaning stuff in my house. I bought the nigga home with me. And I swear he stayed. Uh, I'm stealing from my boy Llama from Views of the Next. Because I've been doing that lately with giving the fake name. We're going to call him, <laughs> what are we going to call this bum ass nigga? We'll call him Delvin. Delvin the bum from Trinidad. So anyway, Delvin runs into me at a discount store buying cleaning products for my apartment. I was so proud of my little place. I was buying, you know, all my little broom and dustpan and bleach and pine, air freshener, all the good stuff. They didn't even have plugins back then. That's how long ago I moved out on my own. So anyway, I run into him. We strike up a conversation. Next thing you know, he's in my house helping me clean and put things together. Yeah, Delvin. I'm like, okay, this is good. This is nice. Next thing you know, Delvin spent one night, two nights, put a couple of outfits over. And it felt like Delvin lived with me. Uh, next thing after that, Delvin had a key. Now, you hearing what I'm saying, tasters? Delvin helped me clean. I gave him a key, and I don't remember no money being exchanged. There was no talk of money, no talk of finances. Delvin just happened to be in my house every night, and shit, I guess we was living together. Well, anyway, when I first got with Delvin, he had a messenger job, a real foot messenger job. Like, back in the days, working for DHL, carrying, like, parcels and messages between office buildings. And I was fine with that because he was just so damn pretty. It's this pretty ass fucking Indian in my house laying up in my bed every night. Just being beautiful was enough for me. So anyway, as we went on, you know, me and Delvin actually really got along. He was just cool. He smoked a lot of weed. So he was very calm. And 
He had chosen the Rastafarian faith for some reason, for whatever reason. But as we were dating, he got even deeper into it. So there was one night that Delvin didn't come home. And I just knew that he was out cheating. I'm like, oh my God, where's this nigga? He's not calling me. He's not answering. Delvin wasn't out cheating on me with the woman. Delvin was out cheating on me with Jara Stafari. He and a bunch of other rosters from the neighborhood were doing some shit where they would sleep out in Prospect Park at night. They would smoke weed and talk to Ja and sleep in the park together. Um, that was kind of crazy to me. Then um, Delvin stopped combing his hair. Again, this man was from Trinidad. He was what they call a coolie. Or, you know, as in Guyana, they call him a duggler. He had hair down to his back. That hair needed to be maintained. As silky as it was, it had to be braided or it had to be brushed out. Sometimes he would wear just in his long flowing ponytail and, you know, keep it oiled and beautiful. He stopped. So over the course of a summer, Delvin stopped combing his hair. He didn't stop washing it, but he stopped combing it. And his hair began to lock on its own. He was allowing his hair to mat and lock. And then Delvin stopped shaving. Now we're talking about an Indian. Do you know how hairy an Indian male gets when they don't trim their beards? Now he's growing a billy goat goatee past his chin, touching his chest. I came home from work one day. And it's like, am I dating um, one of the the 12 disciples of Jesus? Because that's how the fuck this nigga was looking. Then he came home one day with an announcement that he had quit his job (laughs) and was going to live off the fat of the land. I'm like, the fat of the land? What year is this? Yeah, Delvin didn't want to work anymore. Not for the man. Delvin wasn't going to do anything that had to do with the man and this is before marijuana was legal he said that's it i'm gonna smoke weed and i'm gonna sell weed to my people and that's gonna be the end of it so this was a pretty trini that i thought was the world based on looks alone jumped up and decided that he was just gonna lock his hair let it lock stop shaving and live off the fat of the land not in my motherfucking house I got Delvin the fuck out of my home because I couldn't believe what was happening. I couldn't believe this this metamorphosis that was occurring in my face. It was like this nigga, he might as well have been turning into the fly in front of me. And you know what's crazy? I ran into Delvin. You know, at the breakup that we had, it was just pretty bad for that day. It was really like, get the fuck out of my house. Take your couple of shit boxes of things with you your three trash bags as Cynthia G would say get out and don't you ever come back and then I'm talking about this man sleeping outside with the rosters I was scared that the nigga was gonna come home with fleas so that was the end of me and Delvin so anyway I ran into him maybe about two years later because he still was in the area and he told me that he'd become a father I guess somebody felt like you know his beauty was worth having a baby for because he was that pretty you know as they say i guess she felt the juice was worth the squeeze (laughs) 
and had, uh, I think, a set of twins with him, two daughters. And he showed me their pictures. They were beautiful, of course, because he was a beautiful man. But now he was just a certified Dusty. And um, maybe about a year after that, it got back to me that he had gotten deported to Trinidad. Got in trouble for living off the fat of the land. And that was the end of Delvin. Back to Trinidad, he go. <laughs> so anyway, tasters. That's the end of today's episode. I enjoyed myself with you and I hope you enjoyed listening to me. And I guess, you know, when people ask me what type of podcast do you have? I guess this is considered my monologues, you know, because of my podcast. Yeah, it's solo. I get a guest here and there. They're few and far between. And, you know, I got people to reach out to me that would like to be a guest on my show. But like I said, I'm getting this out the mud. I don't even have a microphone. But I got a lot to say. I'm here to entertain you as well as educate you. This is part journal, part journalism. And I also believe that my tasty topics are a testament to my immortality. Stella Belafonte will never die because I am forever in the universe. What is this, the metaverse? A thousand years from now, somebody can pick up a device tap into it if there's an online a thousand years from now it'll probably be more advanced and they'll be able to hear Stella Belafonte here and welcome to another tasty top pick Stella is here forever here to stay and I love you all bye